Welcome into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks for joining us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates, online at americasretirementheadquarters.com and available by calling 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030. My name is Chris Wan. I'm joined each week with Scott Kirshner and Nolan Baker. Well, usually. We'll get into that in just a second, but let me tell you what's on the docket for today's show. We're going to talk about working past 65 and how it will impact your Medicare options. More people working past 65, and there are options when it comes to their health care. You might have an employer-sponsored health plan, but is that the right option, or could opting out of this save you money? All this and more, but first, uh, let me let me check in. I did mention a second ago that uh, uh, normally we are Nolan Baker, Scott Kirshner, and myself. Nolan is not with us this week, but I am pleased to have Scott here, of course, and Tyler Nowatney. So, Tyler, welcome to the show. Uh, glad that you're with us, and how are you guys doing today? Yeah, we're doing well. We were talking before the show here. I spent a little time down in your neck of the woods, down in Athens, Georgia, mm-hmm. drove through Atlanta. My alma mater, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was uh it was a great time. The weather was fantastic and it was nice to get out of the snow. <laughs> sure. uh, we had sweet we got bombed with snow here, but you know, the past week it warmed up and it's starting to melt a little bit and I'm looked at the forecast and things are good. But we're doing well. I want to thank all the listeners again and grab your pen and paper. We've got a great show lined up today. And, you know, like Chris said, we're going to talk a little bit about whether you should take your sponsored health plan through your employer or go on to Medicare. That's a little tease there. We're actually going to get to that in the second segment. Uh, we're going to talk about something else first. But again, like uh, Scott said there, have your pen and paper handy. We're going to have a lot of information for you. If you miss something, don't worry. Always available uh, you can go to americasretirementheadquarters.com to schedule a time to speak with with the guys. Also, uh, if you search for America's Retirement Headquarters in your podcast medium of choice, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Google, what have you, episodes up there available as well. But let's go ahead and jump into the show, this week's show, on the Seeking Alpha website. I found an article that said, most financial plans set to fail miserably over the next decade, which you got to admit is a little scary for those of us that are coming up on retirement within the next few years. So what do you think? Is that an accurate statement? And if it is, can you talk to us about how we can make sure our financial plan doesn't fail? Yeah, thanks, Chris. And you're right. That is a very scary headline. You see that and it kind of jumps out to you. Um, I actually was able to read the article as well. I, I do think it is a gross oversimplification. Anytime someone makes a proclamation about the next decade, oh, this X is going to happen, tend to kind of look at that with be a little weary. Mm-hmm. It does. The article did seem to be a bit of a uh, contrarian piece. You know, they said in there that they assume the market's going to be negative to flat at best over the next ten years, which is you know, <laughs> qu- it's a rosy outlook. Yeah, yeah, qu- quite the statement to just you know proclaim that. I mean, the market has run up a bit in the past few years, so I understand why some people are you know have that sentiment because anytime the market does run up, there is a lot of people who say you know, all right, we need to pull back that type of thing. But the point I would make is that with regard to where the market's at is that earnings have largely gone up with it. For the most part, I mean, you look at companies such as Amazon, such as Google, their earnings just came out about a month ago and they crushed it. I think they nearly doubled their earnings over the past year. So, you know, bubbles, so to speak, are generally classified by just rampant speculation with no real fundamentals to back them up. And so that's not necessarily the case here. I mean, continuing on that, uh, line of thought. I mean, Target and Walmart have seen record years also. Yeah, you know, um, Nolan has 
spoke to this fact in our uh, portfolios that we have, the models that we use. He likes to use these companies for their stock options that have a lot of cash available. They can weather these, you know, ebb and flows and these downturns in the market. And they also use a lot of those companies that sell the essentials. I think a show ago, we talked about that very issue and it's, you know, their profits are, are, you know, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, look at their profits. Their profits are really doing well. These companies with the essential products that we use on a day-to-day basis, it's evident. And that's why we have the models put in place and we use those top five, Nolan refers to it as those top five companies that are very strong financially and the sectors of products that we use on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I mean, just ask anybody who tried to shop at, you know, Costco or Sam's Club last March or last April. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) the lines and the fights over, you know, food and supplies. I mean, do do you think that's a company that's, you know, going out of business because they're not making sales? I mean, I think, you know, the opposite and then the earnings really do back that up. And, you know, at the the same time, while I I think that the article title is, is a bit contrarian, I mean, I do think there is a pretty good chance that there is much lower growth than... 2019 or 2020, just because those years had such high growth, naturally, it's not that hard to have growth that is lower than that. I mean, it's just a reversion to the mean, so to speak. You know, since 1995, and we're going to get to continuation of this, but since August of 1995, the average annual return of the S&P 500 is 7.86%. So that's over the long term. So gets to my next point, you know, I think some financial plans will fail. But that's not necessarily because of anything really the market's doing. I think it's, you know, a healthy financial plan shoots for five to seven percent average annual growth per year. That's attainable, pretty conservative. And as I, you know, just said, the average annual return of the SP over the last 25 years is 7.8. So that's attainable over a long period of time. Five to seven, we're actually shooting for a little bit less than what the S&P is doing. So that's a conservative plan that stands the test of time. Where the issue comes in is if an advisor crafts a plan that is hinges on 10% growth, well, then you kind of have an issue, be, potential issue, because, well, over time, the S&P hasn't even done that. You know, the S&P has done like 7.8%. So in that situation, you're kind of banking on a historical growth in order for the plan to be successful. Tyler, do you think that a, a lot of the investors actually, uh, yeah, it's a hope and dream that I'm going to get 10%, but do you think that they really deep down anticipate a 10% return? I, I mean, that's hard to tell. I mean, I don't necessarily think so. I guess what I'm saying is where a plan comes into an issue is if the plan needs that growth right, to right. be successful because exactly, I don't think a lot of investors necessarily do. Yeah, if um, if I were meeting with an advisor and an advisor told me, "Hey, we're going to we're going to work this out to where you can anticipate getting a 10% return." You know, that's going to be a red flag to me because I I just don't think that I would ever anticipate a 10% return. But I'm with you guys every day, you know, so I'm I, you know, I'm in the office and I I see what these guys do every day and I hear the talks and that I don't anticipate a 10% return. But a lot of the people that aren't educated on this or don't really know they're intimidated by it you know if you're being told your model is based on a 10 percent return in, in order for you to make any money at all i think it would be buyer beware wouldn't you think yeah 
And Absolutely. Not, not to play devil's advocate with the, the, the title of the Seeking Alpha article here, but I think uh, when you talk about that, if people are, in fact, trying to get those 10% returns and then one year they only get 7%, well, that financial planner or whatever designation you want to give them, uh, it's it's the gambler's uh, mentality. You know, I'm behind the eight ball now, so maybe I need to take on more risk. And then it that is that is where they will fail, I think. That is where it becomes kind of catastrophic is, is always trying to chase those returns or make up for underperformance. I say underperformance, meaning 6 or 7% when they were – we're promising ten, uh, and then really, sure. uh, when the market does take a downturn, because it's it's. I think everyone out there knows that at some point or another, it's not a question of if; it's a question of when. And if they are extremely risky with their uh, allocations, then that is where it can come crumbling down. So again, not trying to play devil's advocate or, or justify the name of of the article here. And also at the, at the same time, I think a lot of people their quote unquote plan is just I'm going to have money in the market. The market's been doing well for the past twelve or thirteen years. I'm just going to ride it out and. The saying goes, what goes up must come down. And a year ago, we got a little bit of an eye-opening thing for that. And, and hopefully, it really did wake up a lot of people. But there are those out there who saw the rebound, the quick rebound, and are thankful for it. And and that wasn't an alarm for them. And so they could be in for a rude awakening when the market does take a downturn. And it's not as uh, quick to to rebound. It's, it's more like a 2007, 2008, where it took five to six years. At, at that point, what happens, though? What if you are already retired or you're approaching retirement and, and you see that that massive drawback, do you go back to work? Do you push retirement back? Or do you go ahead and maybe see that the warning signs are there now and, and develop a strategy where you can still be in the market, but maybe have more moving parts to it when, when the market does take a downturn? And that is what the team at America's Retirement Headquarters is here for, you know, tactical management when it comes to your retirement plan. And that honestly all starts with a phone call. All you have to do is pick up the phone, give a call, 419 794 3030 or go online to com. We're talking about my parents for just a second here. They are um, of the age where they can, uh, or they're eligible for Medicare. They are actually both still working. And we kind of teased it up there at the beginning of the, the show. They're presented with that option. Do they continue with their employer-sponsored health care plan or do they uh, consider Medicare? And, and Scott, I can think of no one better to to ask about this <laughs> than you. This is kind of your wheelhouse. So so let's, uh, let's have that conversation here. Yeah, absolutely. The big question is, do you take the employer plan or Medicare, and it depends. One of the things that I, I love about my job and one of the things that I love to do is is help go through the numbers. And it is a numbers game. You literally have to crunch the numbers to figure out whether it's a good option or not. Here's some crazy numbers, some crazy stats for you. They are projecting that in, let's see, 2024, the average worker, 65 to 69 years old, is going to be 36% of the workforce. Hmm. Now, here's something that's really staggering. From July of 2017 to July of 2018, there were more than 250,000 American workers older than 85 years old. Wow. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I am not working to 85 years old. Not my plan, no. Yeah, I mean, I may be working to get out of bed in the morning, but I'm not going to be working, uh, <laughs> traveling in and out every day. But no, the big thing that, uh, you know, I, I love this topic. I love the subject. So I want to go over a few key points for anybody that is still working in, in past 65. There's a lot of things to take into consideration. One, if you are working for a company that has more than 20 employees, you do not have to actually sign up for Medicare. Okay, so that's a key point to remember. You don't have to sign up for Medicare. And sometimes people will sign up for Medicare Part A only, keep the employer plan, and not sign up for Part B. Okay, 
some reasons why you might want to do that. Uh, one, if your income is of such that you're making more than 175000 as a couple, your Medicare Part B premiums are going to be higher. Uh, and we talked about that in a previous show. And if you, uh, you know, I have charts on my website that, that go through all of that information. So that's one reason why you may want to not take Medicare. Another reason is if you sign up for Medicare Part A and B and you have a health savings account with your employer, you can no longer contribute to that health savings account. So if you like the health savings account, I love them personally. Mm -hmm. I've been a huge fan of health savings accounts. If you sign up for Medicare, you can no longer contribute. If you don't sign up for Medicare, you're 68, 69 years old, still working, have an HSA through your employer, you can continue to contribute to that HSA. Now, keep in mind, with the HSA, that money is tax-free. You can use that money to pay your Medicare premiums when you do sign up for Medicare. You know, so those are things that are uh, you know you need to be aware of. The other thing is, if your employer offers a stipend, if they are going to offer you a stipend and pay a portion of your premium, they may offer to pay a portion of your Medicare premium, then you may not have any expenses out of pocket and Medicare could be a good option for you. So some key things to remember is, one, how you figure this out. If you have a premium through your employer, and let's say that you have a high deductible health plan, an HSA qualified plan, a $3,000, $5,000 deductible plan, and you're paying a premium of, say, $275 a month, you really want to consider looking at signing up for Medicare. Because Medicare, your Part B premium is going to be roughly $148.50 a month. If you sign up for a Medicare supplement plan, Plan G, for example, you're looking at a $203 deductible versus a $3,000 or $5,000 deductible out of pocket. So your out of pocket expenses could be drastically different. So it's important to know what your, your plan offers. Another big thing to keep in mind is if your employer offers a group health plan and they do not offer a prescription plan, then you would be subject to penalties if you don't sign up for a prescription plan through Medicare. And one of the things you're running into a lot is if you if you have if you work for an employer that has under 20 employees, then it's important that you make sure you weigh the options because you could be subject to penalties if you don't sign up for Part A and Part B and uh, choose a, a prescription plan. Because under 20 employees, your employer is not obligated to offer an extension of coverage. Hmm. You know, and, and that's COBRA for those people that are wondering that that's actually COBRA. So, you know, it's important that if they don't offer an extension of coverage, then you need to sign up for Medicare Parts A and B. You know, this past week I had a couple of appointments and I know, uh, Chris, we talked earlier when we were doing the show, probably back in November when we first started, and the numbers were a lot more people are working past 65. Well, we kind of touched on that in the first segment where if the market isn't performing where you want it to perform and now you have to go back to work or continue to work, so to speak, you know, to make up for the, the shortcomings in your earnings in, in the market, a lot of people were doing that. I've noticed over the past probably four to five years, a lot of people were working past 65 into 67, 68, 70 years old. 
But this past week, I had a few clients that come in, and I think as a result of COVID, I think the stress, I think that uh, all of the frustrations out there, two people said, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm cutting my losses. I can't take this stress anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just too much. And they decided, hey, I'm retiring. And, you know, their employers are going to have some rude awakenings, but they've decided to adjust their uh, their monthly living expenses. They're going to um, take their Social Security and get out of there. You know, so I'm, I'm seeing that kind of shift and turn a little bit where I think the frustration of, you know, the workforce, we talked about this, you know, the employment practice laws that went back in the 90s where having people work more and work harder and, and um, you know, the employers and the unions kind of jumped all over that. I think with COVID, with a lot of the furloughs, people losing their jobs, I think what's happening is these employers are working their employer or their employees a little harder. You know, you lose two people, you keep one. Well, now that one person is doing Do the job the, of yeah. three. Oh, yeah. And they're frustrated with it. They're getting burnt out. And if you're close to retirement or if you're, you know, past retirement, you know, I asked a lady uh, this past week, I said, so um, when do you turn 65? She said, well, I turned 65 three years ago, oh. but I'm retiring in March. So, that, you know, that's a perfect example. So, you know, I'm starting to see that change. But, you know, the one takeaway that I'll, I'll go with this is you owe it to yourself. I know I say that a lot, but you owe it to yourself to weigh all of the, the financial factors when contemplating making that decision to take your employer plan. You can take your employer plan and keep working, or you can take Medicare and keep working. You can still do that as well. It doesn't mean that if you take Medicare, you have to retire. You can still keep working and take Medicare. It's just your out-of-pocket expenses could be a, a lot less. And you know, a lot of people ask me, well, is Medicare better than my employer plan? Well, there again, it depends. It could be your out-of-pocket expenses for Medicare with a supplemental policy or an Advantage plan, both options, could be a lot lower than what your out-of-pocket expenses would be on an employer plan. So I know I rambled a lot. I talked a lot about that. I hope I gave you listeners a lot of information that you could take away from this. If you have any more questions, uh, you know, reach out. I, I love crunching the numbers for you. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's what I do. It's difficult. Uh, you know, I would actually go on the record and say it's it's not impossible to give blanket uh, advice here on the air. We can give ideas and, and things to consider uh, when it comes to Medicare, when it comes to your retirement plan, all these different factors that go into place because everyone's situation is different. So take this information and take the next step and develop a plan, figure out all the factors as it pertains to you. Reach out to the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. Reach out to Scott directly at americasmedicareassociates.com. Pick up the phone. Give a call, 419 794 3030. There's a lot to consider when it comes to retirement. You know, we are approaching a, a, a year of, of people, okay, you know, kind of starting to work from home and, and things kind of this quote unquote new normal. You're going to hear a lot more about that. And I remember joking at the very beginning of it, you know, oh, this is people's trial retirement. You know, it's, it's kind of because it's going to be over in a month or two. Well, I, I, was, I was wrong about that. I will admit that. But for some people, they may be just considering, you know, I am ready to retire. And whether that is earlier than, than 65 or whether that is a little later on, and you haven't developed a plan yet, the good news is it's not too late. There may be more things to consider, but uh, it is important to, before you make that step, you know, the saying goes, measure twice, cut once. Make sure you don't have to 
unretire because you didn't consider something along the way, pick up the phone, give a call, speak with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030, and you can always find them online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. And we want to thank you for joining us this week here on the show, America's Retirement Headquarters. Again, Tyler, we appreciate you being with us. Scott, appreciate you being with us as always. And as we wrap up the show, as always, I want to leave you with the final word. Well, Chris, as always, thank you very much. And to all of our listeners, check out our YouTube. And uh, like Chris says, if you need anything, let us know. Thank you very much. We really appreciate all of you. And have a great rest of your weekend and a great week next week. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussion should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 2778. The topic of retirement brings up a lot of different emotions. For some, it's exciting. For others, it's terrifying. Many of us are just trying to keep our heads down and hang on to our jobs until we get there. But that doesn't mean we don't worry about it. Nolan Baker and his team at America's Retirement Headquarters see the worries about retirement every day. The worries about the stock market and recessions and getting sick and whether your money will last. Not only can they help you retire in the future, but they can also help you retire your worries today. Give them a call at 419-794-3030 and schedule a meeting to discuss your thoughts and concerns about retirement. It's a chance for you to get some opinion and insight about what's on your mind. Maybe it's a first step to retire your worries about retirement. That's 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula, a registered investor advisor. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula, a registered investment advisor. The Retirement Guys Formula is a separate and independent entity from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Insurance and annuities offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License 27787.